Hey, everybody, we're about to get officially kicked off with Ruth sharing her incredible story. Listen, she started her dog training business from scratch in the height of the pandemic in 2020 and ended up closing in 2021 190K in revenue despite suffering a catastrophic, almost career ending injury. You're going to want to listen to her story because it's incredibly inspiring. And she shares about a lot of the personal development she went with when she was building her dog training business. But before we officially get kicked off, I want to take a quick moment and talk to all of my incredible listeners and supporters of the My Drone Dog Business podcast and show. If you've been thinking about reaching out to me, or maybe it's on your to-do list for the last couple months, or even years, now is the time to do it. Seriously. Like, I'm being dead freaking serious. Whatever story you have in your head about reaching out to me or the team, it's time to squash that fucking noise between the ears. It might sound something like, well, I got to hit this next milestone before I reach out for help, or... Let me get unfucked in my personal life and my business life before I reach out to get help. Or I'm so disorganized, I don't even know where to begin. Or it could even be like, holy crap, I don't even think I can afford to talk to them. Stop it. Stop it. Even if you don't think you're ready, if you've had that little pang in your gut that you're like, shit, I've been meaning to reach out to Dog the School and Kristen Lee, this is the time to do it. Now is the time to get serious with your dog business, fix what's not working, fine tune what is working, and most importantly, make the right decisions in your dog training business, whatever they might be, to help you move forward with bigger and badder fucking goals. You are not meant to be on the same hamster wheel month after month, year after year. I've been there. I've done that. It doesn't get any better. So this is your sign. I got you. The leading team of dog business experts has you, and let's do this together with confidence. Go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us, and there'll be an application button. Go ahead, fill that application out, and one of us, most likely me, will get to you very soon. Our doors are open for a limited time enrollment starting the last week of March. Originally, we were going to do the week of the 21st, I believe, but we already had overwhelming responses. We have to push it out an extra week. This is a limited time deal. The reason why we are only opening it up to people that have been following us for a while, that have been interacting with us, people that have been meaning to get it, you know, to get in touch with us. It's just not a general open enrollment style thing. So if you've been meaning to reach out to us, get with me, go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us and we'll chat soon. And if you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out to me at badassdogbiz on Instagram. I got you covered. Talk soon. Bye. You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all those glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm 
cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast, the pet industry podcast that keeps it real, that keeps it raw, that keeps it fucking fresh. And today I have a very, very, very special guest. She is one of our most favorite trash pandas. Yes, she's a freaking trash panda, just like Dog Biz School. And Ruth. Ann Hader Smith, or Ruth, am I doing your name wrong? Because I always mess your name up. <laughs> That's okay. I mess it up too because I just haven't fully <laughs> committed to social social security and changing it. So you got it. Okay, cool. So Ruth Smith, because I'm always like Ruth Ann, and she's like, no, it's just Ruth. I'm like, God damn it. And then it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> we always do it to her. We feel so bad. And she's been working with us forever. So Ruth, I apologize in advance if I mess your name up again. But Ruth is here to share her story about starting a dog training business literally, literally from scratch in 2020 and the height of the pandemic and hitting multiple six figures in 18 months. Yeah, she hit multiple six figures in 18 months as a sole dog trainer without employees, a facility, or anything that dog trainers think they need to reach her level of profitability. She's here to share her story and journey with working with Dog Biz School, the Dog Biz School team, and everything else in between. I'm excited to have her here. Again, super love her. She's fucking a badass. She's always putting her head down, doing the work. And yeah, she's super coachable. So officially, welcome, Ruth. How are you doing today? I am good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So Ruth, I always like to start these conversations out with kind of a rapid fire bullet point question, just so the audience can know you a little bit more. So Ruth, what would you say your superpower is? Oh man, I feel like, does everybody dread this question? Is that everybody, is that a, everybody, what <laughs> does everybody dread this question? Yes, they do. They absolutely okay. do. Okay. I actually really was excited about this question and maybe it's just listening to the podcast uh, prior, but I would say that my superpower is um, is the opposite of what you would think. It is because my superpower would be being stubborn, which is mm. funny because that's usually what I get called in to, you know, for dogs being stubborn, <laughs> but <laughs> my, yeah, my superpower is that I'm a stubborn trash can panda and I just never give up. <laughs> I love it. Were you a stubborn child too? And you got like faulted for that as a kid? Oh, absolutely. I got spankings every day because of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. 
it's so funny because like so many entrepreneurial women and people in the industry, like as kids, like we were undiagnosed neurodivergence and we got in so much trouble for that. Like it got reflected at home on our report cards for being stubborn, not listening, talking too much. And look at all of us now. We're all fucking killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. They should have just put badass bitch on their report card in second grade. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So what's the last thing you've accomplished that made you really proud? So I'm not sure if this was in business or in life. So (laughs) I'll say both. Um, In business, I would say the new branding um, is, is definitely been an accomplishment the past few months and just kind of stepping into, into the role that I always knew I needed to step into, I guess. Um, and then as far as personal, I've started to skate and I'm actually getting decent. So I feel like that's been a good accomplishment. I love your branding, by the way. I'm not just saying it because, you know, dog school did, did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, because it's such, I remember when we first started talking about it in September and I, I, I used to do a lot of branding for, you know, people in the industry and I was so far removed. And then you're like, Hey, this is what I think I want. And it was just like, Bleh. and I'm like, Oh fuck. How are we going to put all this together? And then when it clicked and made sense of like that boho, almost retro, but like badass bougie, it looks so good. So everybody go check out her Instagram profile. It's a dizzy dogs, right? LLC. Yep. Okay. Check out her new branding. It's epic. I love it. I love how the team or graphic designer put it together. It's fucking awesome. And you're going to have merch too, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, do you have your merchandise store set up yet? Yep. I set up um, and it's live on my website. Cool. I'm going to drop the link in the show uh, show notes too as well. She's got some really cool shit and it's super disruptive. Isn't it like badass dog mom or something like yep, that? Yep. Dog parent AF, um, all of those things. <laughs> yeah. So go, my listeners, go show Ruth some support, purchase some of her merch and fucking rock it and tag it on Instagram. Yes. Yes. No, you guys definitely. Um, and Jody definitely nailed the logo and the new branding. And it's so funny because even once I showed, like, I, I think I showed my sister and she's like, I can just now see you saying it has rainbows and shit. And I was like, You're, honestly, that is the truest statement I've ever heard. Because <laughs> if someone's like, oh, what's your logo? I'm going to be like, it's got rainbows and shit. And they're not going to think I'm serious because of my personality, but uh-huh. it does. It has rainbows and shit. It's amazing. I fucking love it. <laughs> so Ruth, what's your favorite quote? Oh, so this one um, is actually, I had, had to choose between two, um, but my favorite is the, it, the way it goes is everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms is to choose one at ad- one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's way. And that's by Victor Frankel in the man searches for meaning. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's no, an excellent read. Yep. That's awesome. It's his uh, story of being, I think he is, a, I don't know if he's a psychiatrist, but he was in um, in the concentration camps and he oh, just, shit. he very much shows like everything can be stripped from you except for your attitude. Um, and that's, that's kind of, the book is, is such a good book, but that is definitely my favorite quote. Oh, fuck. I'm going to definitely order that. I'm going to actually put that in the show notes too, in case somebody wants to check that out. Yes. Thank you for sharing. That's powerful. It's super powerful. All right. So let's get into it. Now to my listeners, at the end of last year, we did a year in review summary with all of our students and Ruth was 
one of those that I wanted to highlight today um, and just have her share her journey, everything else that goes with that. But this bitch, guys, this bitch closed in 2021, not from when she started in 2020. She closed $189,000 in her dog training business in 2021 alone. So holy crap, that's an amazing accomplishment. Like, how does that feel, Ruth? Oh, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it definitely feels good. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, um, the, the more that you make, um, the, I feel like the more demons in your past you expose. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the things you guys preach a lot about as far as take care, take care of your shit because it will come up in your business. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely has not been easy. Um, and I never thought I would make that amount, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's the whole, every time, and this is something we really don't talk about outside of like our coaching, but I'm going to share with uh, the listeners, every time you hit a significant milestone in your business financial wise, you have a meltdown around it. So like usually for uh, dog trainers that comes around the 150, 175K mark, which most likely happened to Ruth, she can share about that. It usually hits at like the 150, 175K. People are probably like, well, if I was making that much money, I'd be fine. I'll be happy. No, right. no problem. <laughs> no. If I'd have that much money. Yeah. Yeah. And then it usually hits at the quarter million, and then it usually hits hardcore at the five hundred thousand. And then when you ha- hit a million dollars, you'll have the most epic fucking meltdown ever. And Emily can attest to that too, because she, you know I'm gonna blow Emily up really quick. She had one of those last year <laughs> when yeah. she hit over multiple seven figures. Anyway, can you share about like your your little bit of the demons when it came to making that much money, if you don't mind? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um... Yeah. I mean, the, the like you said, every milestone and every time you're like, man, I got this shit. Then some bus comes out of nowhere and is like, swoop. No, you really don't. And so that's, you know, that's been the biggest thing of just trying to, you know, trying to fix all the havoc I did and over delivering and all of that um, the first year of business. And, and luckily with you guys as coaching and with everything, like you guys, you know, without you guys, I would have burned it all down long ago, but, (laughs) um, it definitely, it's one of those things that, like you said, when people are like, Oh, if you make that much money, you have no problems in the world. Um, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't even seem like we've made that, um, because we're still trucking. We're still, you know, doing the same thing. I'm just not undervaluing myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm actually having boundaries. I'm actually getting my life back. Um, you know, and getting to actually have a work-life balance. And so, yeah, the, the money is, is one part of it. Um, and I would say what stops people from making money is fear. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's been the biggest thing is not really with the fear with me because I'm, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm, I'm reckless. Like I don't have much fear, um, mm-hmm. but I've got a lot of trauma and a lot of demons that I've got that I've had to take care of. And I've had to start um, EMDR therapy. I've had to get all my ducks in the row in order to keep scaling my business and to keep growing as a person. Yeah. Well, what happens too, and this is something that Maggie said before, like one, uh, one of the best forms, just one of them, not, I'm not saying this is the ultimate form, but one of the best forms of personal development, like everything that you've gone through your traumas is actually growing your business because you are going to start to uncover the kitty Roka of your traumas and everything else like that. So you can actually start to get the help that is like, oh shit, that I actually need. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Previously, like, trust me. I know that <laughs> I even, yep. I remember in, um, I think it was like June of last year or like maybe it was July or September. I might be, my timelines might be messed up of where, and I actually want to talk about that super quick because a lot of times too, dog trainers, especially feel like when they make more money, they have to consistently like prove their value and proving quote unquote, prove their value. But by like over delivering. And I remember you having that conversation with Maggie because she called me afterwards and like, she like cut like what a month of your life back and was like, Nope, this is how you're going to do it. And you literally got a month of your life back. Yep. Yep. Nope. And that was, that was definitely one of the things that, um, you know, I've been, I've been a workaholic my whole life. And Mm -hmm. so this past year, like realizing why I'm a workaholic and it was all because of, you know, that, that fun best friend trauma um, and kind of just getting everything, everything in the right sorts has, has been so hard. And, and like you said, the minute I raised my prices, I was like, you know what, like, how could anybody pay this without Mm -hmm. me over delivering? And so I was, I mean, I think I was doing like 12 plus sessions and when Maggie yeah, I had saved hours and hours of my life when I was having that breakdown and Maggie <laughs> helped work through it. And and that was actually, I want to say that was maybe a month after my injury. And so that's oh, also- Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, you had that, You she had like a, dev- you had like a fucking life alternating, like devastating injury that could have put people out of business. Yep, yep. Um, yep. And so it was, you know, just the business of dogs and two big, two big, uh, goofy dogs just doing, doing their zooms. And they both were over, I think they both were about 85, 90 pounds. Um, and then just took me, took me out like a wrecking ball and I landed on my wrist and just shattered it completely. Um, two, three days later, I had to go into surgery to put everything back together. And, and well, it wasn't, it wasn't put back together. It was a plate and nine screws to hopefully get everything fused. And I mean, if that would have happened before grassroots, I probably would have been like, you know what, here's, here's where I throw in the towel because Mm -hmm. never in my life would I have thought that I would have been able to a, the healthcare system. I mean, we all know it's fucked. Um, and so never, I like when they told me, um, on Monday, I was going into surgery on Wednesday, they were like, you have to have three K down, um, in order to go into surgery, but I didn't have a choice. I needed to, you know, I had to go into surgery within two days before everything started growing back effed up Mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so, and the fact to be able to take almost two, so almost two months off of recovery and physical therapy and, and not to go under during that time and still be able to make a re- still have a record year and deal with that injury. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a lot. Fuck damn. I, I don't know how I totally forgot about that whole injury. I, yeah, that shit was horrible. That was horrible. Yep. Yep. Every, it was shattered and yeah, nine screws. I mean, now I, I throw a mean throw and punch cause I've got like, <laughs> it's like, a, it's weighted now. But <laughs> Don't do you set off the alarms at TSA airport now? It's like, dee, dee, dee. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even, I haven't even tried or gone that far, but yeah, I can imagine it's going to light up like a Christmas tree. Jeez, I just actually want to reiterate that point to the listeners, Ruth had her record-breaking year financially, 189K, despite using and being out w- with a fucking shattered wrist. That 
damn, like, I just want to like reflect on that. That's fucking huge. That's huge. And that's the thing too. This is actually one of those plugs for like a fusion program as well. It's like, if you didn't have that fusion program, like you said, like you'd be fucked. Like there's no other words to say, like, you'd be like fucked. (laughs) Like, I hate to say that. No, no, I would have been fucked. And that's what even on the way to the emergency room, like, I mean, I was still on like adrenaline island of like, yeah. ah, this doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even though my wrist was obviously effed up. Um, but I, you know, I even told Alan, I'm like, thank God we have grassroots. Thank God we have the fusion programs already going or we yeah. would have been SOL. And funny enough, two weeks prior to my injury is when Alan started working with me. Um, oh, and right, so- yeah you know, we were finally to the point where I could hire on my husband um, Mm -hmm. and have him working for me instead of, you know, doing his daily job. And it was, it was the first, I think it was the first lesson he came to shadow. um, And he walked away. He always says, he says it's his fault. He walked away to the car to get his sunglasses. And then Mm -hmm. that's when I fell and broke everything. And so um, even just to that point of not being completely fucked with my Mm -hmm. husband just quitting his job and working for me and be having the business and then breaking. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a whole shit show. Damn. Fuck. Fucking Alan. You can say, I I even told him that once. I was like, fucking Alan. Like, God damn it. Alan. Alan, It's all your fault. It's all your fault, Alan. So you started business. And I also want to go back to the fact that you started your business in 2020. Like, can you share a little bit about why you started your business and how you got into dog training and everything else like that? Like how you became a solo, well, you have Alan in your team, but like how, like the conception of A to Z dogs, like what made you start your dog training business? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like a lot of, you know, dog trainers, it's, you know, we find, we get ourselves into a situation, um, with a difficult dog and we, you know, we want to grow and we want to learn and do anything we can for that dog. And so, um, all of mine started, um, when I was a vet assistant, I was a vet assistant for quite a few years before entering the training world. And when that, um, when I was a vet assistant, I just, I really wanted a dog, um, wanted nothing but a dog. And to note though, I actually had went through a breakup, had lost the dog, um, in the breakup. And so I was just pretty much dog obsessed and dog crazy, wanted a dog. Um, I got a dog that's for damn sure. Um, and (laughs) the, the rescue that I got, he, um, he had so much trauma and bad things had already happened to him by the time I got him. His name was Stark. Um, I think we've talked about Stark mm-hmm. a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, but he definitely, you know, even just from the first weekend of having him, he would he would bite me anytime he thought I was putting him up or leaving him or putting him in the kennel. Um, and it was just one of those it was a very life-changing event um, because I remember thinking to myself, like, how in the hell like, what did I get myself into? And how am I going to help this dog? Why is this dog biting me? Like all of the above. And at the time I was 20 and had absolutely zero clue, you know, what I was doing on the behavior side. And so Mm -hmm. with that, you know, and my, like my superpower of stubbornness, I just kept on trying to find ways to give him the best the best life and to help his anxiety and his fears and all of that. Um, unfortunately, most people do know, you know, it's not a happy ending story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stark was, I did have to choose to, um, to behavior euthanize, um, which is one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But with that being said, you know, Stark Stark prepared me for a future that I had no clue I was even going to step into. Oh, wow. Wow. So what were some of the first challenges you experienced as a new dog trainer? Oof. Um, I would definitely have to say that is the, probably the overworking is a whole long list, but overworking, um, compassion fatigue that mm-hmm. drives then the overworking and then, you know, the imposter syndrome, all of it. Um, but definitely I would say the hardest thing has been setting boundaries and learning, learning red flags, as well as mm-hmm. se- setting boundaries for my business, myself, you know, to be able to actually spend time with my dogs and with Alan and my family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been the whole, it's a balancing act. That's for yeah. sure. Can you elaborate a little bit more on setting the boundaries conversation? Yeah. So, um, pretty much, I mean, I feel like not anybody and everybody will, will walk all over you, but, um, in the, especially in the dog industry, if you do not have those boundaries, things are going to get pretty much cross tied. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to get, you know, you're going to feel exhausted, um, and fatigued from all of the hard cases or people or clients. And if you don't have those boundaries set in place, then you get burnt out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't know how many times I've told you guys, like, I mean, I was on a one way ticket to burnout town. Like there's no surprise of that. Um, and so it's definitely the boundaries and, saying no to people has, has been so hard. And I've really had to, I've really had to reshift my mind and say, you know what, it's not saying no to this. It's saying yes to myself and my Mm -hmm. mental stability. Yeah. Well, I think too, what's really interesting is we've chatted about this before. It's, you know, back in the day, like back in my day, like in the late, like to the late 2010s, I would say like, so like 2010 to like 2018, it used to be like, it would take a couple years, maybe like th- between three to five years for dog trainers to experience burnout to the point of where they're just like done. Now in the last two to three years, we've seen people burning out like newbies, like new business owners burning out in the first like 15 to 18 months, which is insane it is insane but the industry right now is insane <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 really fucking crazy busy and anybody who has a wait list don't do it um that's just my thing just want to plug that in but yeah it's those boundaries along with having your program set up in a way that supports you how like ruth has her fusion program set up that support her allows her not to be a affected by the craziness of what's going on with like all the dogs and the people reaching out. Plus with the combination of like, you know, the pandemic is still happening with everybody getting new dogs and people being trapped and like feeling like they can't go out and explore and doing like do all the stuff. Like crazy town does not explain like the amount of like entitled clients that are coming into a lot of dog trainers that people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the dog. I don't care. It's money. It's like, no, no. And I've said this before. It's like no amount of money is worth a fucking toxic client. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Because that, um, the amount of money that you, you know, you thought you got from that client, it's mm-hmm. going to, it's going to be returned in whether it's going to be a dispute or a powder review or just making <laughs> your life hell for a year um, or however long the contract is it's, yeah, it's not going to go well. Yeah. So Ruth, I'm going to switch gears here. What made you first reach out to Dog Biz School and Grassroots? 
So um, when I first reached out, um, I know that what in 2020, I think I've reached out and got into you guys's baby program into your fusion. Um, And so that was definitely, you know, that was, that was like the best start I could have ever gave myself for the business. Mm -hmm. Um, But the biggest thing kind of what took me to the next step is um, I could not get my sales over 10 K a month by myself. And I had tried for months on months end, um, you know, that stubbornness um, and could not do it as well as um, I was starting to really just, you know, just feel burnout. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the reasons, you know, to reach out to you guys and, I'll probably say this as well, um, that it's not in my nature to ask for help, but Mm. um, knowing when you need to ask for help is huge. And it's something that we don't, you know, we say it all the time, hire a professional dog trainer, hire a professional dog trainer. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, wait a minute. Like I am, I'm a good, I'm a, you know, badass dog trainer, but I knew nothing about the business. And so Mm -hmm. that's where you guys come in and have, you know, have helped so much. Yeah. You started with our evolution course, right? Did you, were you at two point, were you you a dog school 2.0, like that whole, uh, the whole school we set up for the whole pandemic shit. Were you in that? I don't think you were. were No, I was in evolution at that point. Oh, Um, that's the baby course. You're a business baby. And we put you in there. (laughs) Yep, I was a business baby. (laughs) Yep. You went into the business evolution, which is adorable. I love it. Um, and then you went into school afterwards, right? You're like, oh fuck, I need additional help. And then you came into our high, our VIP now, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is like, what was the moment you were like, oh fuck yes, I made the right choice with working with dog school and grassroots? Ooh, um, I think that was probably even just two months after I had started the school with you guys and kind of getting um, getting extra TLC that mm-hmm. I think maybe it was maybe a month or two later, I was actually able to step away and have a vacation. Um, it was just a very small vacation, a weekend getaway, but even then it's the first vacation I've had in probably about two to four years. And so that was the very obvious that I had, I had made, made the right choice for my mental and for my, um, for my business. Hell yeah. Is that the one you had been on your lap and you were watching like a, like a educational webinar yeah. or something? Yeah. Uh, little bean. I love her big, big. little bean. Now what would, what's been your favorite dog with school moment? Oh, there's been so many. Share, um, share a couple. Share it. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely say so what I wrote down in the notes is, um, which is not going to make any sense to anybody but Jody and Emily, but the last night that we were at the light retreat in Mm -hmm. Tybee Island, um, and this is this one's like totally like not any work related, but it's um, fine. But we, um, I think you had heard all the stories about Steve and I we still were trying have no clue to- what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve was the neighbor at Tybee Island and me being a dumbass, like I usually always have RBF and like hope to God that no one ever talks to me or my dogs. Uh-huh. Um, but I was trying to be nice and I was in vacation mood. Um, Maggie had talked to Steve quite a few times. Of course he had, he, um, Steve drove a motorcycle and like, and whatnot. And so 
I invited him over and was like, Hey, we're having a party tonight, you know, come on over. Um, seemed like a cool guy. He was, you know, playing a guitar or something on the dock. I don't know. But anyways, uh, Steve, as the night went on, just got creepier and creepier. Um, and as we were all talking, we realized that Steve like have kept asking everybody where, uh, where, what bedroom they were in. Um, Ooh. and just like really just weird, sketchy questions. So, um, so me and Jody were like, yeah, Steve's got to go. And it was so funny because even, even at that time, Jody's like leaving all of us, like all of us kids per se in the house. And he's like, I'll go take care of it. And, mm. and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I, I follow Jody out and Jody's like, no, Ruth, I said, everyone stay here. And I'm like, that's funny, Jody. I'm like, I started this. I invited him. I'll finish it. And so uh, me and Jody and Emily were all on the porch with our arms crossed and like shooing old Steve away, like a dirty trash can panda. And just the three of us, that's probably a memory that will always be engraved in our, in my mind is the three of us just standing there like badasses, just being like, go on, get like, we don't need this. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You creepy yep. creeper son and protecting yep. and protecting everybody else that was there. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Protecting the other 20 people. And like, and I was, you know, poor Jody, I don't know what he he definitely wasn't, wasn't shaking me. Cause I'm like that. I'm like the little scrappy dude. That's just there. Like even anytime Alan's like stay in the car, I'm like, I don't know what wife you got to tell him to stay in the car, but it's not me. You went full chihuahua on them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Full You're chihuahua. Like, full fuck this. Yeah, yeah. There is a, there is a, uh, we have with dog school, we have events and we did a sales light. I, Emily and I actually just chatted about this in the last podcast and it was like where it was, we got like about 20 people, 20 dog to school students. It's closed off to people that's not in school. So if you're interested, you got to be in school. Um, and we put them all in like a huge beach house in Tybee Island in Savannah, Georgia. And all of them sat down and did sales for a few days. And then everybody went out and partied that night. So it was cool. I heard a lot of stories from it. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely one of my favorites for sure. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think just in general too, like you guys have, you have such, you know, such a different um, demeanor than most of the dog industry. Because most of the dog industry is, they're fucking assholes. Um, yeah. and that's, that's how they treat people. And so for a new baby business owner in trying to navigate all of the, he said, she said, you should do this. You should do that. Why, mm-hmm. you know, everything as well that you addressed on your last podcast, as far as, um, raising your prices and, mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's so true because people really will, you know, try to tell you to do stuff for free or try to tell you that, why would you ever charge that you're a robbery and, Mm -hmm. and it's none of it, it will all burn you out and will put you on the same Island as good old dog trainer Kieran at PetSmart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, if anybody is listening and we talk about trash pandas a lot, like raccoons, like the reason why we have so much of that and we like embody the trash, it's been the year of the trash panda 2022 for us is I can't tell you how many times we've been called trash over the last, I would say 12 months by other dog business coaches, I'm not going to name names by other people, like other dog trainers. And we're just like, fuck it, be a trash panda, fucking be scrappy, go for that. Like, and then embrace that shit. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I call Ruth. Ruth's a fucking trash panda. We love her for it. Yeah. No, I'm trash panda. I mean, probably have rabies, like <laughs> thousand degree trash panda. 
love that. You have rabies. Oh my God. So what would you say to somebody that is thinking about working with us? That is like, I've been thinking about it. I don't know how much they cost. Oh my God. I have heard mixed reviews on them. Oh my God. I don't even know where to start. I'm kind of scared to even reach out to them. Are they mean? Are they nice? Are they, are they too expensive for me? Or should I trust the person that had a bad experience with them? Like, what would you say to somebody that has like this crazy story and that's been holding them back for reaching out to, you know, dog, school, me, Maggie, or even the entire team? Just suck it, do it, do it, suck it up and do it. Um, which I know that's, you know, it's definitely in our minds as um, dog trainers and professionals and business owners and the different hats you have to wear. Um, it's the, it doesn't matter how much money in the world it costs um, to trade in your sanity and to not have to close your business. I mean, nobody opens their business wanting to fail or go into bankruptcy or bankruptcy or any of those things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they start with a hope and a dream and they don't realize that, like you said at the beginning, that all of your past comes up every single, it seems like it comes up quarterly. You do your taxes mm. and so does the past <laughs> come up. Like, it's so, your quarterly review check-in. It's your <laughs> quarterly meltdown. Um, it's so it's, you think that you need business coaching, but it's more about the you coaching and getting through your past and getting through your fears and all of that is going to show in your business. And Mm -hmm. so that's where it's really taking out all of the white noise of the industry. And like you said, of the people, the people that say you're trash or unprofessional or this or that, well, you know what? Mm -hmm. Fuck them. that's, That's exactly it because, you know, we all, I think everyone at grassroots, you know, has that attitude of we're badass, but we want to do good for the future. Fuck capitalism, fuck all this other stuff. Like, yeah. and that's, that's really where it, it lies is if you want to grow as a person and keep your business scaling, you mm-hmm. have to have help. And if you don't have help, I mean, you're going to end up burning it down, especially yeah. in the past two years, this industry is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, we teach, we teach you to use capitalism to fight capitalism. Yep. Exactly Exactly. what we do. It's exactly. So Ruth, how can people find you? You can find me on um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the above. Um, It's all one word, AZ Dogs LLC, um, and and, or my website, which is a-zdogs.com. But yeah, we're we're there. You can um, see all the the trouble and ruckus that we cause on social. (laughs) I love it. So Ruth, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it because I know you got a whole bunch of shit going on and everything else. So to take the time today, it's honestly, I don't want to sound like an else. I'm like, it's truly, it really is an honor to sit down with you and, you know, have you share your story. And, you know, as always, we're fucking proud of you. You've done so well. And it's just like, it's such a joy. And again, going back to the whole thing of an honor to see, you know, coming from a baby business owner to where you're at today, I'm so excited for your next 18 months. Like I can't even imagine what's going to happen like with you and agency dogs and everything else. Like you're, you're here. Yeah. You're here more to do more than dog training. And I'm waiting for you to have that breakthrough by the way, but that's just a personal coaching note. (laughs) Oh no, I know. And that's, and that's where I'm excited for the branding and just, you know, just 
I want to start a start a riot in the field. I mean, that's like you guys, the same thing with you guys. It's the industry needs to be disrupted with mm-hmm. what we call normal and mm-hmm. over delivering and overworking and that you're, you know, is highway robbery if you charge this much. But mm-hmm. what about your sanity? What about what you eat? What about the dog? Like there's so yeah. much to it. Yeah. Um, and so for sure, I'm glad to, I'm glad to be here and having me. And like I said, I never, ever, cause actually, you know, I did come from a very, very poor, um, po- just impoverished background. And so, um, if I, if you ever would have said I would have hit uh, over a hundred K in my life, I probably would have laughed at you and kept on laughing for years on end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those things that, um, you know, it wouldn't have happened without y'all for sure. Oh, thank you, Ruth. Thank you. All right. So let's wrap this up. So Ruth, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time today. And yeah. So as Ruth said, if you've been thinking about reaching out to us, whatever story you have in your head, just fucking do it. One of us will talk to you. Just fucking do it. Like chances are too. We might even tell you no, and that would piss you off because we are trash pandas. (laughs) We don't, that's why you can't just buy something on us, buy something off our website. So no, we won't take your money if we don't think you're a good fit. So it's all good. Cool. And guess what? The, the tell tell tucked yep tell tucked and saying no all of that needs to be worked out so yep yeah. fucking hire them don't wait <laughs> <laughs> if we if we offer you help though if you come yeah. if we invite you into the dumpster <laughs> a fire sketchy dumpster <laughs> oh we've been <laughs> we've called we've been called trash like burning dumpsters we got the screenshots I can share one day. <laughs> the screenshots I can share one day. All right, cool. Ruth, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you so Bye. much for having me. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. Mind Your Own Dog Business is hosted by me, Kristen Lee, and produced by the unicorns over at the Dog Biz School team. For more information on how to get in touch with me, for more information on Dog Biz School or to learn more on how we can help you with your dog business, feel free to visit our website at dogbizschool.com. Now, if you really enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple. The reason why? Because we want to disrupt more dog training businesses and how people do the business of dogs. Till next time. Bye.